We are aware of those things. Why? Because we know ourselves. We know what makes us weak. We know what makes us afraid. We know what makes us doubt. We know what we're afraid of. We know what ruffles our feather. We know all those things. So that's who, that's what he uses to get you off of faith, to get you from operating in faith. It's the things that you are vulnerable in. That's it. But when you acknowledge those areas and begin to apply the word of God and prayer to those areas of your life and ask God to come in and strengthen those areas, get in the word and apply the word of God to those areas to increase your faith. And it's because of that. Why, is, why are you saying it? it is because your faith is being increased that you resist the enemy? First Peter 5 and 9 says this. Well, 8 says this, and then 9, just to give you clarity. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walking about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith. See, you can't half-hearted resist him. You can't Tuesday resist him and Monday give in to him. You can't Wednesday give in to him and Thursday resist him. No, no. You have to resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same thing is happening. The same afflictions are accomplished in your brothers that are in the world. People in the world go through the same thing. The only advantage that you have over them is your faith. Your faith enables you to resist the enemy and he flees from you. Your faith enables you to resist the enemy and he flees. Your faith gives you the power to resist the enemy. Your steadfast, unrelenting, unwavering faith enables you, empowers you to resist your enemy, the lion, the one who comes like a lion, who wants to devour you. That's what he wants. But because you live a life of faith, you are not one of the ones that he's going to devour. Why? Because you're aware of his tactics. You're aware of his scheme. You see him when he's coming. You know how he's going to approach you. You know what he's able to do. Why? Because the Bible talks about how he, can, he comes as an as an angel of light. He comes pretty. He comes appealing. He comes likable. You don't even realize it unless you have discernment, spiritual discernment to see him at work. And when you see him and he's revealed to you, then it is at that moment you've got to deal with him for who he is. Don't pacify him. Oh, I know who he is now. Now I can play with him. No, you can't outsmart the devil. No, no, no. No, he's been around since the creation of the world. You cannot outsmart the No, you might as well kick him out when you recognize him so that you won't give him no inroads, inroads, access. You won't let him in. You won't give no cracks to come into your life and disrupt your life or your faith walk. It is your faith in the word of God that enables you to resist him, to be aware of his devices, his tactics, his schemes. Because when you are connected to the spirit of God, 
he is speaking to you. He is talking to you. He he is communicating with you about the things that you, you need to be doing, that you need to be aware of, the things you need to watch out for, the people you need to watch out for, the people you need to hang with, the people you shouldn't hang with, the things, the environments where you hang out at. He tells you about that. He tells you not to go there. Don't go there. Don't go with them people. Don't go to that place. Don't go down that street. That's his job. When you are in right position with God, his Holy Spirit is constantly communicating with you. Where you won't do anything against the word of God or the will of God. Period. Second Corinthians 11 and 14 says, I said this earlier, marvel not, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their words. What is this scripture saying? It's saying that if Satan can transform into an angel of light to where he's more accepted, right? We got a lot of them angel of light in pulpits today. Lord have mercy. He said if he can do it, then those who follow him can do it. Those who 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 sell themselves to Satan can transform into angels of light and appear as ministers of righteousness. You see, they appear as, not like. They, they, they transform as the ministers of righteousness. That don't mean they are righteous. No, they act like they're righteous. They talk like they're righteous. They do things like they're righteous, but inward, their heart is corrupt. Their mind is deceptive. They're apt to deceive you. They're false apostles. They're deceitful workers. They are those who transform the truth of God into a lie. You have to know them. And the only way you can pick up false prophets is by the word of God. That's the only way because they're going to twist it. They're going to lie about it. They're going to try to change it to make you think it says something that is not. And the only way to pick it up and know it, that they're tricking you, is knowing what the word of God says for yourself. That is one characteristic of a faith walker. One who studies the word. One who reads the word. One who prays for understanding of the word of God. And one who applies the word of God to his life. That is a faith walker. So when people see him, they say that man is a man of faith. That woman is a woman of faith. Or when that person dies, they are testifying about your faith when you have been buried in the grave. I still look back at my grandfather and how he was a man of prayer and how things happen when he would pray. And I always use it as a reference point when I'm talking to, to, to people sometimes that my grandfather, all I saw was him praying. And it blows my mind how God answered him. But now, as his example was before me, so was my life. I pray 
I see answers. I hear answers. I receive answers. Quickly. And I'm thankful to God for the example that he set to show me the effectiveness of prayer. It is the same way as a faith walker that when other when we go on and grow up in faith, that other young babes in Christ begin to look at us as an example of faith and begin to pattern their lives after our life so that their lives can be an example of faith. That's what it's all about. First John 2 and 16. First John 2 and 16. For all that is in the world. Here it is. See, we live in this life, but we live in this world. And part of being aware of of, of the enemy and his tactics, we got to understand what's in the world. Here it is. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It is not of the Father, but is of the world. You get that? For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh. The enticing things that's in the world it incites your flesh. It makes the flesh feel at ease. It makes the flesh feel pleasurable. Everything the world offers appeals to the flesh. That's how you know it's worldly. That's how you know that you're not being drawn by a good thing because your flesh gets excited. You don't know why you want to sleep with that person. You don't know why you want to do this or go smoke or go drink. It is, it is the lust of the flesh. The flesh craves it. And that's what the world offers. So when you are living the faith life, you cannot be led by the flesh. If you are, then the world is pulling you. You got to surrender the flesh. You got to give up the flesh. You got to lay it down. You got to sacrifice it. You got to gotta beat it into subjection every day. And then he says, the lust of, of the eyes. What the world offer appears to the eyes. It appears to the eyes. So as a faith walker, you cannot be led by your eyes. You have to be led by your spiritual eyes. The things of God. How did how does what you see in your natural eyes relate to what the scripture says? And if it doesn't line up, you shouldn't do it. So then you're not attracted by what you see. You're attracted by what you have a right to possess that is pleasing to God. What is that? And then it says, and the pride of life. It, it makes you feel like you, you've arrived. It makes you feel like you're better than somebody. Pride. I got this. I can't be touched. I can do it over and over. Ain't nobody going to bust me. That's of the world. That's of the world. That's of the, if, if, if whatever it is, if he comes with you with something that entices your flesh, with something that, that, is, that, that makes it look good to your eyes, to where you want to touch it and taste it, or that, that, that it, it, it feeds your pride, then it's of the enemy. It is not of the faith walk. The faith walk, it is that that appeals to the spirit of God who lives inside of you. Romans talk about the spirit that leads us, that directs us. We're led by the spirit and we won't fulfill. You get that? 
<clears throat> because we are led by the Spirit, you cannot fulfill the lusts of the flesh. That's the scripture. Being led by the Spirit requires faith to believe that the Spirit is going to lead you in the path of righteousness and you yielding to Him as He leads you. That's the faith walk. It's not compromising. It's the faith walk. It's walking it out every day, every hour. You can't do it for the day. You got to take it every moment of the day, every minute if necessary. Every five minutes, I'm going to walk with you, God. Every 30 minutes, God, I'm walking with you. Every hour, Father God, I'm walking with you. Lead me, guide me. Every third, every two hours, I mean, you taking it. You're conscious of it. You're walking in it. You're believing. You're acknowledging it. You are being led by it and you are obeying. That's the faith walk. 1 Corinthians 2, beginning at the first verse. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. See, the key to a successful faith walk is your faith cannot be in the wisdom of men. That's why they don't have the answer. They will never have the answer. They're selfish. They're self-righteous. No. But your faith must be in the power of God. That's success. That's success as you walk the faith walk. That's success as you live out the faith walk. That your faith is not hinged on the wisdom of men, but on the power of the living God. That's it. The faith walk, being aware of your enemy and his schemes and tactics, knowing that at the end of the day, your faith cannot be in him and the world, but it has to be in the power of God. Father, I thank you for this opportunity that you've given us to share the word of God. I thank you tonight, God, that as you directed us by your spirit, how, God, you reveal to us the necessity to be aware of our enemy and his tactics that he uses against us to cause us to walk in doubt and unbelief. Father, I pray for my brother and sister tonight that as a result of this lesson and a revelation of what's really going on in their lives, in the areas of shaking or, or un, <clears throat> in the area of not being stable or chaos or whatever, no peace or whatever they need, let them know that just continue to believe, continue to trust in you, to lay aside those things that are enticing to the flesh, to rebuke the enemy, not allow the enemy to come in and run havoc in their lives, 
to take up, excuse me, to take up their rightful place in the authority that Christ has given them and begin to operate in that authority so that the enemy would know that he cannot operate in their home, among their kids, among their marriage, in their marriage, in their family, in their finances, that they will serve the enemy an eviction notice beginning tonight. This night will be the pivotal point where they made the decision to change, to move from a doubt and fear walk to a faith walk so that they can experience the word of God actively in their lives so that they can receive the things that they are believing you for. We thank you for it, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.